spanning the Valley of the Sun and all across the 48th state. This is the Gatos and Chad Show. Happy, happy, happy Tuesday, Bruce. Hey, James, and for Monsieur Gatos. We'll be back, I think, uh, next week. You're one of the few people that's excited about that, and I do appreciate it. I, well, you know what? I'm excited, Bruce. I enjoy having you here. Awesome. I enjoy having you here like I enjoy having the military at the border. Whether you enjoy it or not, it's going to happen. Interesting. I mean, I love how there's, hey, guys, Mayorkas is like, there's not a problem. There's a, It's great. It's smooth. But we're going to send uh, all of our Navy and military there just in case it's not. But the military's going there. We're trying to get an answer. By the looks of it, it's to there- make things smooth. It's not to stop anything. It, it appears, uh, and again, the number we hear is about 1,500 troops being sent to the border. And uh, if you're envisioning SEAL Team 6 going there no. uh, to line themselves along the Rio Grande, that's not what's happening. This is Staples Team 6. We're literally, we're sending like accountants yeah. and office people to do. Actuaries. <laughs> they say to kind of do the backroom jobs and the paperwork to free up Border Patrol agents for actual law enforcement. Uh, Did I get that right? Yeah, that's I mean, so we normally we, we, we send I mean, we haven't done this sent the military since Trump. But normally, the, you know, they would surge uh, portions of maybe the, you know, National Guard stuff. They're they're going to have the same thing. They're not apprehending anybody. They, they don't. Well, they can't federally, do they have no they're not law enforcement. They're not. It's not. Can it, we explain it, why? Please. Yeah, please do. No, I want, no, I want. no, no. I want you because you were so excited, ladies and gentlemen. I said, are we going to get an opportunity to talk about the posse comitatus? Yes. Which, which again, constitutionally, the military cannot operate within the borders, borders. of the United yeah. States unless there's an invasion or a war going on. Correct. This is it's kind of like the CIA. You're not allowed to operate on American wink, soil. Wink, nudge, nudge. Yeah, yeah. So now, that being said, there's obviously a problem. At the border. I think we know that. And it's not going to uh, get any better anytime soon. I think it's going to get much worse before it gets better. And how many people are coming over with that, I couldn't tell you. Uh, but they're going to arrive uh, just, again, showing you how worried they are, the, uh, the, the administration. These troops arrive as early as uh, May 10th uh, and then in the coming weeks. May 10th. And, you know, I've got some great audio I'll play later from uh, the from Mayor Lightfoot. I don't know if you heard her. So she's the outgoing mayor of Chicago. Yeah. Essentially saying uh, this shouldn't be our problem. This isn't Chicago's problem. This is a federal problem. Why aren't they taking care of this stuff? This is why is Texas sending up people here? This shouldn't we're We're getting 200 people a day. We can't handle that. Yuma gets a thousand plus a day. And they're supposed to handle it? Well, and, and, and the reality of the situation, which we've learned from not only talking to the mayor of Yuma, but hearing from other border mayors, you know, yeah. whether it's Nogales or Douglas or El Paso, that the people coming across the border don't really want to stay at the border. Yeah. They, they want to keep going somewhere else. And so, like, literally transporting them to their final destination if they have one becomes an issue and the cost you know that's the other side of it because everybody's got to bear the cost and one of the things they're talking about now even in chicago is some of our medical is pushed to the limit well how do you think a place like yuma feels your medical is not prepared no they're not prepared they're 30 million dollars in debt the struggle is real with them and they're not prepared and it's another situation of not being prepared uh which the cities can go get prepared but it's the fact that i feel like once again the feds are doing everything they can to go, man, this may be worse than I thought it was going to be. My orcas is well, awful. Okay. That and guy is useless. 
Here's here's the, the I'm interested in solutions. Yes. Chad. The reality is we both agree that Title 42, which is expiring on May 11th. Yeah. Uh, which was basically COVID restrictions was the reason we, and we were, don't have COVID. The well, thing should have been gone a long time ago. So Title 42, we agree should go. Yeah. The problem is we will revert back to the way we were doing it, which wasn't a great system to begin with. And there is this huge backlog of people who I'm going to say for lack of better terms have been camping out at the border waiting yeah. for Title 42 to, to expire. Yeah. And here's the other thing that we're not talking about. The people that are already here. There's a wait in places like Florida and parts of the East Coast six, eight, ten years before they'll see a judge. Oh, oh if so, if you because you're already here, you're waiting almost a decade. So uh, help me understand this. If I if I were um, El Salvadoran, yes, you are El Bruce El Saint James. Oh, if I was from El Salvador and I had. A claim of asylum. Yeah. I, I, I make my way. I take the, what was that? The train of death through Mexico. Yeah. I get up to a, a, a border city. I get up to Nogales, Arizona. I go up to the border crossing there. Cars are going by. People mm. go by. I walk up to a immigration, a, a customs official, official yeah. there, right? Who's going to say, can I see your passport? Are you a U.S. citizen? And I say, I'm applying for asylum. Yeah. When That's legal. Yep. That is the part that our laws apply. Our laws that once yeah. that once I say I'm applying for asylum, then there's a series of paperwork. There's hearings. There's again, you're supposed to go you're before be a held judge. for a couple of days while they try to do the best due diligence on you and possible make sure you're not a terrorist you are, or whatever, right. whatever it is. But there is a process. The problem is. There's way more people than the process can and handle. And then they release them out and say, all right, we're going to, you know, in some cases, parole you into the country. And now we give just, you a court date, like you said. We'll call you in six years, and so you might be waiting for several years. By then, you're you've gone. Maybe you've gotten married. You've started a business. You've got kids. It, it's you, you, they're not. It, it, this is a joke. This is a joke, and part of that's on us because we have not. Who's we? Uh, the United States government has not gone out and said, "All right, here's the deal. We can't allow our asylum to be abused like this anymore." We right. cannot allow the government needs to go. Look, the asylum process is absolutely broken. It was not meant for this. It was it was meant for people who are being politically persecuted uh, under fear of death. It's become economic asylum. Well, is it, that fair? It is. Yeah, it's, it's become a, my, my country is dirt poor and I and, and wink, wink, nudge, nudge. I am being persecuted over there. You guys will have to hear my case. And so like, we we don't we don't adjudicate yeah. the case there. We send you out. So it is okay. it is going to get ugly. And the fact that they're sending fifteen hundred soldiers shows you exactly what they're thinking about this, uh, because, uh, well, I think they know. I think they know, and it's not to stop anybody from coming. It's to make it smoother for the Border Patrol. Last night, not smooth. The mugs uh, nugged the uh, Suns. What was it? They won by 10, but Suns had their chance, man. Yeah, they were in it. Suns had their chance. Uh, The wise man, you uh, being the sports aficionado here. He is a bit of a sports uh, He knows a show, uh, you know, stuff in sports. That you know, I've talked. I was talking to Burns yesterday from our today from the sister station. He said, "Man, that was our chance last night." And Oof. the big thing, Chris Paul, is it yeah, bad as his groin? Well, and we don't know that yet. Uh, he could miss a couple of games. He could be out for an extended period of time. You just don't know yet. But it did feel like that game turned at the point that Chris Paul left with an injury. They were up the majority of the game, not by a lot. It was relatively it was close, close right? for most of the game. But at that point, when he left the floor. I, 
things just kind of went sideways on the Suns, and they never really ga- regained that balance. Listen, Devin Booker brought it. He scored. He scored thirty five points. I think the problem. <laughs> the problem is his thirty five. Your your buddy uh, Jokic, the Joker, the Joker looks across and goes thirty five. That's cute. How about here's thirty nine? He oh, is uh, that, that guy is otherworldly. Unstoppable. Well, and the problem you run into with the Suns is their bench isn't very effective. How many points much last night? I think they had like four and seventy plus minutes or oh, something like my that. That's God. only four more than me, and I didn't even play. <laughs> now it's a double edged sword, right? Because when you're in the playoffs and you have two players the caliber of Devin Booker and Kevin Durant, you want them touching the ball as much Get as on possible. The court. You're, yeah. If they weren't shooting, then we'd all be going, "Hey, why aren't they getting their touches?" Yeah. But at the same time, there's a balance to be found between that and getting your other mm. players involved. Because if they're not involved, like they haven't been in the last few games, they're going to be ice cold shooting Stevie, the ball. are you are you blaming coaching is that what i'm hearing are you think there's a the coaching, coaching issue? but i just don't I, I look i i look at durant and he has not been all that's advertised as the arguably the greatest scorer in nba history this has not been his series and there's playoffs i mean he hasn't been amazing but i don't think that he's been bad by any standard he, the shooting just wasn't great last night mm. by most standards um but i think that right now it's it's about finding that mix of okay who else is going to contribute especially if a hall of fame point guard is not going to be playing yeah then how do you fill those shoes on top of okay durant gets his shot back devin continues to be spectacular it's clear that the nuggets are just so good that you have to be absolutely on the ball to beat them Crazy. It's going to be tough. So down 0-2. They play Friday night here. Chances are... Yeah, they uh, get like three days off. Three days off, yeah. It seems long. It didn't look good. It's good. God knows we need it And and chances are they're not going to have, uh, unless there's some miraculous things, uh, I don't know if he's going to play Chris Paul. And how long was, you know, Devin Booker was out. How long with that groin injury? I think it was five weeks. Yeah, he's 10 years younger. Not as yeah, much groin, tread on the tires. Uh, quote unquote, bounce back from groin injuries. You don't. You do not. Take it from us. We know. We're men. Oh, uh, oh excuse me. We identify as men. Uh, <laughs> all right. A lot of stuff to get to. Uh, debt ceiling. We got a crisis. Could be bad for I, us. I don't know Absolutely. What it we're going to explain it to you. Simple and easy. We'll do that straight ahead. Bruce uh, St. Jaime. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm from El Salvador. You're now. from El Salvador. In, in for uh, Gatos this week. It's the Gatos and Chat Show. Bruce St. James in for Gatos. Back next week, Gatos and Chad show. Debt thanks, for, thanks for having me in, by the yeah, way. I appreciate you being here because, uh, you know, I was like, well, we could just, just run dead air for four hours. But we're like, we don't need those kind of ratings that are too good for us. <laughs> uh, the debt ceiling. Yeah. We're going to have a a meeting next week to raise it. And people are like, well, what do I care? You care for a lot of reasons. Well, okay, so how about, can I raise my hand? And I'm not playing dumb to be dumb. But I hear talk about debt ceiling, raising the debt ceiling, yeah. using the debt ceiling as a negotiating ploy, and I will be the one so that you guys don't have to do it. Okay. To raise my hand and say, I might not fully understand what this means. So we this is all our promises and obligations of things that we have already said we're paying for this. This is what our thing is. And of course our cup always runneth over because we spend way too much. So these are all of the commitments commitments we've that already made. Congress, which yes. has the purse strings, mm-hmm. has already approved that we Correct. either are spending or have already spent. Yeah. So this is not new money. No. This is stuff we have promised. And once again, we've gone over spending and so that happens. So this is not only military but social, social welfare. 
care programs all and, that stuff. Yes. Re, you know, and making sure there's a new waste treatment plant in the senior senator all from Idaho's things. district so and stuff. All yes, promises okay. we've made. And so we have to go to Congress and say Congress has to say, hey, uh, we need uh, we need to raise this, which we've always done. Otherwise, our credit's going to be damaged. If our credit gets damaged. So it's like me skipping a payment on the visa card. What happens is <laughs> your interest rates go up. It costs Ooh. more money. People don't want to buy bonds from us. People don't. We become okay, a risk. That's a bad thing. And so when that happens is borrowing money becomes more expensive for all of us. Okay. So that's why it's important. And they're going to meet next week. Biden's already said, I will not negotiate, period, case closed. The Republicans did their job in the House where they got something passed. They'll never take it up in the Senate. It's going to go down to the wire. I think something will get done. And part of it is Republicans want, hey, we got too many we waste too much money. You think? There used to be, the Republicans used to have some, that used to be their big thing. They were fiscally conservative. They're and not. Nobody's, nobody's fiscally conservative Republicans anymore. and Democrats both spend money like drunken sailors on shore leave. So they're looking at, look, this is the way they I spend would it at. on different things. I would uh, go out there and say, Okay. Apologies to drunken sailors. What do we have that is a duplicate agency? Because that's one thing government has. Oh, we got way a of too many of those things. I'm ready. I'm ready. Yeah. Right at the top of my list. What does the U.S. Department of Education do? Exactly. Every single state has a Department of Education. Why do we have that? Why do I need a federal Department of Education? Do we have federal schools? No, we don't. We show that's a perfect example. But that, but unions and Sorry. stuff getting stuff. There's a perfect example. You guys are out of a gig. Yeah. That's the kind of stuff that they're looking like. What can we cut back on? Okay. And everybody will say, well, military. Do you know that our GDP, military spending, if we go back and look, we used to spend like 6% of our GDP we used to on spend military. More. We spend 3% now. So we're actually down tremendously. But we still spend more, more than anybody else. Than second through 10 combined. Mm-hmm. So what we do? We are preparing for Martian invasion, not an actual no, country invasion. No, you know what invasion. it is? And I, and I tell everybody, we're prepared for. When everything hits the fan and it's us against everybody else, and we're prepared the, for that. And the little allies are going to try to do the things that they can, but they know full well that it's it's hmm. it's us versus them. So my solution, when I'm elected king, which is probably not going to happen anytime soon, is everybody has to get a haircut. Okay. How much are we over by? Uh, we're overspending by 12%. Great. You all just got a 12% cut in your budget. Figure it out. There you go. That's it. Cross the board. I'm not picking on Social Security. I'm not picking on the military. Everybody. Because the problem in the debt ceiling is showing us that they have no problem voting for appropriations, spending money. But when the bill comes, they no. say, well, now we're not. Now we're going to negotiate. Why didn't we negotiate when you voted to spend the money? It's other people's money, man. Ugh, That's just it. So when it's other people's money, you want to spend it, and it's always about getting your. It you, ought to be you unconstitutional. Go it should be unconstitutional to spend more money than you bring in. Well, revenue. I've always said I wish they were. I wish they were all fiduciaries, right? They had a fiduciary <sighs> responsibility to spend correctly. Go in there because if not, you could face real uh, a real issue. Here's what we took in in revenue, taxes, tariffs, whatever. That's how much you guys have to spend. Figure it out. Can't spend a penny more. Yeah. But when you can print money whenever you want, oh. that's the problem we have. Uh, Bruce, you were right about something. You were. What, what did we say it's yesterday? He's a profitizer. It's not often. Profit. Profitizing. You profit. I don't know what it was. It's not often. So let's 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 savor this for a second. <sighs> Somebody went hiking and didn't make it down the hill. Okay, it's a sad story. It is. Eighty-three-year-old uh, gentleman. Now the hiking in gear. Flip flops. There oh, you go. Without water. <sighs> I mean. 
I, I, I have sympathy. There's a, I, a, a person lost their life. I'm sorry. You can this have sympathy. This, this is this close to a suicide attempt. That's what the first thing I thought of. I is, mean, we're going to go wander out in the desert and flip-flops without water? People you, die doing yeah, that. Yeah. Like it's one of those, like it's a cult where they're putting you out to pasture. And this is <gasps> the fact that he's 83, 83, flip-flops and no water. What were you expecting to happen? Did you get lost? It's unclear at this point. Unclear at this point. It was at the Sears K Ruins Trail in the Tonto National Forest, which, by the way, is not going to be quite as hot as here. Yeah. Might I point out? Yeah. Because forest, a little higher. A little higher elevation. But still, come on. Be prepared. And I'm going to go back to, and I'm going I'm to stand on my point. Concierges and front desk people at hotels here. You've been, you've been saying it. Stop telling tourists to go hike. Camelback Mountain. Have you have you hiked this things? thing? That one? I haven't hiked that one. No. Okay. No. I know how dangerous it is, but obviously if you're 83 with no water and in flip-flops, hiking anywhere is probably kind of dangerous. The, the Scottsdale Mall might be dangerous at that. Yeah, for Just sure. Saying. So so he was right. We had to give it to him today uh, in an unfortunate way. Unfortunate way. Uh, bees, they're attacking. I have this saying on my what? national show, nature will mess you up. And by the way, <laughs> nature tried to mess some people up. We'll talk about that. It happened right here in the Valley. Straight ahead. It's the Gators Chat Show. I have a little saying on my show called Nature Will Blank You Up. It's mess you up. And case in point, it has happened uh, in the world of bees here locally. Imagine this. Look, it's a bird. It's a plane. No, it's coming to sting you. The mom and her two kids were attacked by a swarm of bees while taking photos in Buckeye Valley outside Phoenix. The mom rushed to get her kids inside their car while taking the brunt of the stings. Oh. Firefighters responded in rescue gear, carrying the children to the fire truck, spraying water and foam into the swarm of bees. The mother taken to the hospital, suffering 75 stings. Oh, you can die from that. Absolutely. Uh, you go into you go into shock. Yeah, because of it. Yeah. So they came and it was oh it was brutal. And we were, I was watching the, the picture the the film and, and everybody's like, why is it foam? Because it's oh, not yeah. just. No, you don't just water. use water. No. no. Water just makes bees wet. Yes. And, and then they're, angry. They're, I'm going to say they're still ticked off. They're just wet and ticked off. Foam. Uh, sticks to them. It makes it so they can't fly. Yeah, which is good. Now, I love they give you some... They hands. walk around on the ground ticked off, but yeah, still, but it's, it's easier. You know, look, it's bees, man. And you got to watch... We're at a time this weekend when we were swimming out at the uh, at the pool. Is there a season for bees? Uh, this be it. Spring. This spring. Yeah, okay. yeah. This, this is, this is you know, it's, it. it's, it's sunny with a chance of bees. If you're ever caught in a swarm, Ooh. experts say run in a straight line. Who came up with that? I feel like the bees came up with that. I think the bees. The bees are like, it's, if you do all this weaving back and forth, we have trouble following. They were talking to the bears. The bears, like the bears are like, hey, we got them. We got we got them to Lie down play on the dead. ground and play dead. <laughs> bears definitely came up with that. Well, as they're going to run from us. Just tell them to run in yeah. a straight line because you guys have trouble following sight. We're uh, fat. Yeah. We don't want to run. You really want to get into a place where the bees can no longer get you. Thank Why you do so I think much. Underwater Phenomenal. is one of them. Yeah, underwater. Wasn't it like there was like a movie? There was like a horror movie about bees. Swarm. And you went, yeah, and you get, and you get like a straw, get underwater and breathe through a straw. Michael Caine did that movie. Seriously. He went broke because they had taxed him so much in Britain, so he did the movie Swarm so he could have money. I did not know. Yeah, that. so, so get into water you. or in a house okay. or somewhere like that. Because they're very good at finding their targets and they will follow you for a long time potentially and they will wait for you as well. Covey 
they wait for you? Yeah. They're like, I know that guy. That guy's a jerk, and he owes me 50 bucks. We're not going anywhere. We're going to sit right here and wait for you to come out. We know you're coming out. I, I, got, I got a great story for you. Wise man. <laughs> Your apartment, did it not have an issue with bees? What? Oh, yeah. My last apartment. I forgot about that. My uh, bee incident. How did you forget about the bees? <sighs> That's a good question. So I came home one day from work. Minding uh, your own business. I was working a midday show at that time. So I came home around like, I don't know, like two in the afternoon. Okay. And there's a bee dead in my apartment. One bedroom apartment, mind you. Not a large place. And it's over one, by- One bee. It's by the sliding glass door that Got goes it. outside to the balcony. And there's a bee dead on the floor. Uh-huh. Not a big deal. Paper towel, it pick happens. it up, and throw it away. Okay. The next day, I come home from work. Okay. Another dead bee. One other day. Same place. All right, right by the door. Interesting. Pick it up. Throw bees it are committing suicide right by your sliding door. The third day, come home. Two dead bees on the floor. Oh, my okay, God. Okay, now, now this is a thing. And keep in mind, I have not seen a live bee in no my bees apartment. flying around. So while I'm at work, they are in there and dying. <laughs> they eventually go up into the roof and they find uh, 30 pounds of hive. What? Yeah. And the bees were coming down. I was making dinner one night, and one of them crawls through the hole where the light bulb is above yeah, yeah, my yeah, yeah. kitchen table. Oh, my And it God. comes through the, the ceiling. It's like a horror movie. And I looked at it. I was like, I see you. I see and you. he juts to the back door. I mean, he just yeah. flies as quick as he can and just right into the door. Committing suicide. So you at least know why they were dying. Now I know where they're coming from they and why they were committing suicide by flying it, but we had 30 Did you run in a straight line? At any point. I did not run anywhere. I, there was nowhere to run. Yeah. Thank God. Could Don't you imagine that, though, if they serpentine, would have came in? Serpentine! Serpentine! Yeah. <laughs> Don't do that. Bees hate it. I didn't even it. have to take care of the bees because I knew where they were. So, And you know what my apartment complex told me to do while they were... It took weeks. To I was get curious, it out how of they, yeah. I'm curious. They told me to put foil, aluminum Shut foil, the over the light and just tape it. To the ceiling. You're like, you think that's the only way so they're going to So I did that, but then the bees would poke their stinger through they it. Did they ask you if you had any allergies? No. See, man, they should have done that first and foremost. If you got aller- allergies to bees, if that lady had allergies and she got stung 75 so times, you, 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 we're not talking about it. Yeah, we're talking about her being fatality. dead. And yeah. I would, like, turn the light switch on and off while the foil was on there just to mess with them. It would be hot, wouldn't it? You would think. You would think, but they didn't care because they were coming for Steve. They said that. And they still, they know. Bees. Remember, we just heard. They remember. They remember. Steve's on the list. Uh, You're on the list. Well, we're going to make a movie about it, and we that's can write why, it now. Can I tell you that's why... I'm sorry for hijacking. No, I love it. Tell me more. I was at a, a seafood baby restaurant bird. once, and my friend had a shark, and I refused to eat shark because I believe in my heart of hearts that if I were to eat shark, they would know. If I ever got in the water, sharks would be like, "Hey, hey, that dude over there, that guy I, ate us. They're I, like, I smell something like that one. He we ate, go get him. He ate Tim. Yeah, so I won't <laughs> eat shark. I love tuna. I'm not afraid of tuna. No. Sharks, I'm afraid. I just want to point out, I didn't harm any of the bees. They were killing themselves. The bees were harmed in the ruining of your apartment. They got rid of the hive, didn't they? They didn't, they didn't like, rent that apartment out with the, comes with 30 pound hive. That was, with the smoke, they come and do the smoke thing. Yeah. That's a beekeeper. I love it. Well, I know that. I'm just saying. Uh, we, (laughs) we got to get to this. We'll come back. We're going to, we'll talk a bit about it. I'm, I'm, I'm laughing at the fact that uh, we are not going to be having some television for a while based on the fact that uh, they're going on strike. Riders going on strike. And then so is American Airlines. Maybe we'll touch on that, too, oh, because you're God. getting ready to fly. Uh, so apparently, I'm not going to fly. You're not going to be flying anywhere. So American Airlines has already voted to go on strike. So we got a lot of stuff to talk about. Uh, he is Bruce St. James in for Gatos this week. A lot of goodies to get to, including... What are they watching you do at Walmart? They're wa- they're actually watching you do something, which is Ooh. odd because they don't seem to care about anything else. But they're watching you do this one thing. We'll talk about that as well. It's the Gatos and Chad Show. It's the Gatos and Chad Show. 
I think we're going to have uh, a lot of new shows on the old TV. A lot of scripted shows are going away. They voted to walk out the writers. Guild of America. Guild of WGA. America. They did this in 2007. You know what they didn't have to compete with? Uh, streaming, YouTube. People felt it, right? Well, People I mean, felt they, it back They were then. out. For a hundred days, I was going to say like three months where uh, you didn't have a. The thing you notice right away is the late night talk shows all have uh, writers, right. joke yeah. writers in many ways. So yeah, they're all of it. So they're going to go into reruns immediately. AI, none of those. AI, but AI is the thing where this is an issue. And this time around, not only is streaming rights and whatnot a concern of the writers in Hollywood. But being replaced by AI, and I don't understand what their negotiating point is. I mean, I can only assume like the Writers Guild of America back in the day uh, went on strike because they invented the typewriter. Like, we can't have this kind of technology. For God's sakes, people be writing things left and right. <laughs> Must have felt the same way about computers. Now, AI. Like, you're not going to stop the technology. No. And people, and here's the thing. Hollywood will go, we're, like today you see all the, you know, the Jimmy Kimmel's and everybody going, you know what? We stand with our people. We're they not going to come. We're not cross. They, they say that because they don't have a choice. But also, uh, the fact is, is, is we have so much choice now. Hmm. I mean, you when it comes to what you want to watch, yeah, I go go. I don't. What's the last scripted show you watched? Perry Mason on HBO. Okay, and with, it was, is that the scripted. old Perry Mason? No, it's the new Perry Mason. I didn't even know that. There's a new one. Yeah. See, I've watched uh, from. I do watch a. I watch a lot though. I consume a lot. But how of much shows. of it's made here? See, that's another thing. I watch, you know me, I like British shows. Yeah, we, yeah, we know. know. We know you're British, you just don't know it. But I'm, I'm, I, uh, I, like, I'll watch a lot of shows that are made all over the world. They're not having writer strikes. So, well, and you look at Netflix and those. And, they're spending and, $2 billion right now in Korea and Japan. When you, when you look at, like, Coming Soon, I don't know if you ever do that. Oh, like, see oh, what's yeah. going, like, I'm like, these are not. These are, I don't know what the heck these shows yeah. are. They're, this is the French shows, you the Portuguese shows, and you know, and you can there are all these different shows that they're making all over the world. Yeah. So, like I said, you know, they're putting two billion dollars in Japan and Korea for to develop the shows, and I'm sitting there going, "Go ahead, you know what? If you think that you're going to have people sitting around going, I don't watch reruns, you don't have to worry about that anymore." Before. We would recognize there were reruns. Now we just go watch something else. That's it. There's going to be something else. But how do you, if you're a writer, how do you swim against the stream of AI, the chat GPTs of the world, which uh, right now cannot write a sitcom? Don't get me wrong. It would, it would write at a very remedial level. Yeah. Uh, to, this week. I was going to say, it's going to get better tomorrow and then slightly better the next day. And at some point, you'll be able to say, uh, dear Chat GPT, write me, um, you know, jokes about today's news headlines and hand it to Jimmy Kimmel and you're done. Yeah. And well, and then you go freshen up, put your new twist. Here's the one thing that Chat GP can't do is it can't live experiences. And that's the okay. issue that it's having for now. But don't, don't give the computer an idea. When will it change? And we're going to get deeper into AI a little bit later because it is, it is very interesting. And, you know, you know, Gators always says, well, well, how does this affect me? Well, it's affecting people that didn't think that they would affect them. And people are losing their jobs now. And I think there's a little bit more worry. You even got the guy that is the godfather of AI who left Google so he can talk freely about yeah. all the things that are going on there. The concerns he has. Yes. Yes. Uh, you brought something to our attention today and, uh, -oh. uh, uh, 
Walmart is uh, yeah. <laughs> self-checkout, which is always fun. Yeah, I love going there. It's, with a like, bit of a, it's a bit of a free-for-all. It is a bit of a free-for-all. They look like they have a phone, and they're not paying attention to you, as does most young people in America. So, yeah, th- you think about when you go to the self-checkout, there's all those little... Um, um, kiosks, yeah. right, where you're checking out. And there's usually like one or two Walmart employees and a little blue vest. They're standing around. They're not really doing anything. You think they're there for if the computer screws up or, you know, yeah. check your age if you're buying alcohol. Not so much. It turns out that they, uh, Walmart employees, they're holding something in their hand. And it is not a phone. It's actually a Think of it's called a TC device. And what they can see on that device is everything everyone is scanning at all of the registers. So if they think you're playing a little fast and loose, they can look at you. They're standing a few feet away and they're looking at the screen and they're seeing if you're actually scanning what you're running across and putting in your basket. And they got cameras there, too. On top of it. Yeah. And then we know they have cameras in the parking lot so they can follow you out to the parking lot and get your car. But if you thought they didn't know, apparently they're not sitting there looking at their phone watching TikTok videos. They're looking. Well, that's what Walmart wants to think, that they're not doing that. They're looking to see if what you're scanning is what's going into the little table, the little weighing table. I could say that. I didn't know that. No, I didn't either. So now, next time we go, we're going to have to uh, uh, check that out to see. Oh, speaking of that, going. Gordon Lightfoot, Gordon Lightfoot passed away. Uh, the great Canadian singer-songwriter, the folk musician. This song us, is brilliant. That's right. The Edmund Fitzgerald. Thank you know. I've, I've heard rumor. I knew about it. <laughs> I, I knew about it from the song. Just to let you guys know it sank. And if you didn't know that, you do now. He is uh, Bruce A. Oh. James in for Gatos. Enjoy the dulcet set tones of the Canadian songwriter, Gordon Lightfoot. Gatos Chat Show. The ship was the pride of the American side. Coming back from Sunville into Wisconsin. As the big freighters go, it was bigger than most. You're the crew and good captain, well seasoned.